Hello, thanks for tuning in again, my beautiful people. Today, we're going to talk about the one of the biggest tech giants that are being left out of the big censorship, big monopoly conversation. It is no other than Zillow. I've done a few episodes on them, but this week, they got a lawsuit brought against them for antitrust, monopoly, in collusion with NAR and the MLSs and Zillow. So we're going to dig in a little deeper, explain what the situation is. It's actually not what I thought they would be brought under a microscope for, but it's interesting nonetheless. And then New York City's opening up. We're going to talk about the shift in New York City. Everything's opening up. Indoor dining, movie theaters, gyms, not so much yet, but let's hope. I saw Big Bird, our our great leader, de Blasio, walking down the street today. And then we'll go a little bit into Dr. Seuss, Cuomo's, the, 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 the big Cuomo baby, and what is in the store for the future of New York City, or at least the short-term future in the spring. So thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, so we're talking about Zillow. Zillow, if, you, if you're if you not aware, or your head's under a rock, or you've just been living in the same place the whole time, you don't need to figure out how to find where to live. Zillow is the 800,000 pound gorilla in the room. They own all search. They own all search. Or not all search, but they dominate the sector of search in real estate. They are a big tech platform. They are essentially an advertising company. Um, but they've also moved into different angles of the real estate game coming from, you know, they they sell impressions. They help small realtors, real estate agents, lenders, uh, they've even moved into design. Um, they also own their own portfolio of properties that they buy and flip. And they also are now moving into brokerage in other areas, which we've we've talked about before. When I say other areas, certain states, because each state is regulated by their own real estate commission. So Zillow is coming under scrutiny right now for antitrust regulation, not for the reasons I thought they would. But because Rex, which is kind of like a discount MLS type service, is filing a lawsuit basically saying that their listings are being suppressed. And, you know, this is the big thing about big tech, especially in real estate. Real estate, one of the biggest, most regulated industries in the in the country, big tech, the least the least regulated, and they've been making out like bandits. If you invested in Zillow in March, May, April of 2020. It was one of the best performing stocks of the year. Obviously, we had this suburban flight. You can't, you can't uh, look at homes that um, you're not local to. So, so much cross-country movement. It's it's very lucrative for for agents who want to be involved there. We can we're gonna have a whole other section about vetting your Zillow agents, but. Right now, we want to talk about Zillow and how they're going to respond to Rex. It's basically, the accusation is Rex, this little pseudo-independent MLS system, is saying that 
the National Association of Realtors, MLS Systems, and Zillow are colluding to suppress other people's listings who aren't doing pay-to-play. So let's, let's hear what they have to say. Below on that private antitrust suit we told you about last hour, Eamon Jabbers has that for us. Eamon. Yeah, John, that's right. Here's the response from Zillow. They are saying, we are aware of the lawsuit and believe the claims are without merit and intend to vigorously defend ourselves against it. Zillow is committed to giving consumers the most up-to-date housing information on the most amount of listings possible on a single platform. So that's the response from Zillow. Remember, this is a case uh, brought today by the online real estate company Rex. They are suing Zillow and the National Association of Realtors alleging cartel-like behavior between those two because of the way Zillow lists uh, agent-backed listings on its website. So something to watch here. Sounds like the beginning, potentially, of a long legal battle, John. Okay, so this is accurate. I deal with both sides of this. I, I got to say, it's, it's spot on, okay? It is a pay-to-play network. I, I hope I don't get canceled. I might get canceled, but I hope not. From Zillow, because if you get canceled from Zillow as a real estate agent or a brokerage firm or whatever or Rex, it's very detrimental to your business. Um, And how this all works is this. Real estate is regulated state to state. And then there's also this the NAR, uh, National Association of Realtors. They want to have a quality control standard of which I think is good. It's to deliver a responsible accurate, transparent as possible real estate experience to the general public. That's a good thing. But NAR also, they, you, you can't even be a in an MLS. If your brokerage is not associated, you pay dues. It's very union-esque. It's very it's a, it is very mafioso. And to layer that on top of it, Zillow, if you don't pay – it is hard to get customer service from them to make sure your listings are accurate. It takes days and days and sometimes weeks to get response from them. Um, so it's it, it's very complicated. And also, you might forget is like there's a place like New York City where we have OLR, which is different, but Suffolk County has a different MLS, and you know Hudson Valley different MLS. They just they just came together to do like a one key MLS, and these are kind of private organizations with vetted associations and then new jersey they have bergen county they have garden state they have mid jersey south jersey and not all these systems are connected so zillow tried to make it so that it would be a very nice experience and it is and uh, there's definitely value in that but once they cornered the market once they took over street easy once they took over all these smaller independent uh places and then once they unified with the MLS, it, it's become it's become a very sticky situation. In the Northeast, for instance, right now, you have overlapping MLSs like Zillow and StreetEasy prioritizes their MLS over the one key or whatever MLS, the state MLS in New York. That is a fact. I know it is because I, I, I deal with it all the time. Rex is kind of claiming a similar situation in their markets where they, they offer discounted um, services to the public. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I think it's probably bad. You got to have transparency. And I think this is very interesting dynamic because 
they're creating it's a, such a regulated industry and they're creating lots of layers you have nar which is the old kind of monop it's kind of like a united states of realtors right but then zillow came over the top and made this service of zillow and trulia and unified this all markets all mls experience which is great but then once they cornered it they started charging exorbitant fees to real estate agents who want to advertise, giving prioritized uh, access for pay-to-play. But real estate is federally and state regulated, and it's extremely regulated. So where does this where does it fall? I mean, we're not talking about selling shoes on Google. You know, this is billion, billion, billions of dollars. Obviously, Google sells billions of dollars of things, but. It's a regulated industry where people need this service. We have lots of laws in place. And they're kind of being left out of the big tech conversation, cancel culture, um, the regulations on what's fair business and what's not. So I'm interesting I'm interested how this is gonna play out. Rex, listen, I'm sorry, you got a a, a tall hill to climb. But I'm sure you're going to do it. But you know what? Zillow was up. The stock was up 10% today off uh, off yesterday's sell-off in in tech. So they're not hurting. It was like $23, $24 in March, $137. That was a buy. People like it. People are using the service. Agents are paying. So it's a catch-22. Your customers like it, the av- the advertisers, i.e. the brokerage firms. The public enjoys it because it's seamless, even though sometimes it's hard to uh, be transparent about who you're being in contact with. Is it a buyer's agent? Is it a seller's agent? This is interesting. This will, this will pan out into multiple lawsuits. I think this is the first domino or it just could get crushed underneath. It will be crushed. Okay, that's it. That's it for Zillow right now and response to Rex. But we will we will follow up again soon. And I think the second half of this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the Dr. Seuss. Okay, so it's about why monopolies are bad, even if you have the copyrights. Is it ethical? Is it not ethical? Is it good for the public? Is it not good for the public? Who are you to decide? All right, that'll be part two. All right, part two, we're going to talk about the cancelization of Dr. Seuss. I'm not a fan, okay? Recently, six books were taken out of publication for the Dr. Seuss estate. But there's a big question of is it cancel culture or is it flexing your rights as trying to influence equity or justice in the public domain so if you haven't been hearing already essentially the estate of dr seuss who owns the copyrights have decided to take out uh, so it happened on mulberry street and uh, five other titles that are uh, being canceled right now. That means you cannot buy it on Amazon. You cannot buy it on 
the publisher is taking it out of, uh, of publication. On top of that, eBay also banned this, the resale of these books, which I thought was very interesting. And within a couple of days, you know, some of these books were going for around $700 a piece. I tried to buy one. It's hard. I tried to go to libraries. It's very hard to find. Um, but it's very interesting. Does the publisher have the right to let you on the platform? This is very much in the realm of like for eBay, for instance, does the publisher have the right to let you on there or not? It's a private platform. It's Twitter. Do they have the right to ban the president? Amazon, do they feel it's offensive and they don't want it there? Um, but when it gets taken out of public libraries, like taxpayers pay for that. The, li- the whole point of a library is to preserve culture, let new generations know about old facts or you know history really so it's it's a very tricky subject it's kind of like those twins who listen to old music on youtube where their whole they had this uh, i forget what their twins name but they're, they're they're twins they listen to stuff like uh phil collins like for the first time and have their reactions that's kind of how they got famous but their whole angle was that everyone listens to spotify or youtube and the algorithm sends them what they want. So there's no James Taylor. There's no, you know, Eric Clapton. They get fed little Zan. They get little Zans of Zan. And they don't hear these things even when they're like 20, 21 years old or 18, but uh, because of the algorithms. And uh, where does that where does that lead us? Um, it's very, I don't think that's a good thing. But circling back, I was talking to my friend. He was talking about the owner of the IP. So this is a little different because the owner of the IP decided they don't want people to have it. But Dr. Seuss is dead. Dr. Seuss is dead. He is the second highest earning dead artist estate behind Michael Jackson. And he has classics. These are kids' books. Um, the, The cat doesn't wear a hat. The ham is fine and the eggs aren't green. So when you're on a backdrop of that cartoonishly, they're leaning in to stereotypes. It's as a, as a caricature, as a joke, as a – I don't even know what you want to call it. But it was a different time and no one was really made a bad person by Dr. Seuss books. And kids should be able to read it or people at least should be able to access it. And you should have a fair playing field across all platforms. That's, that's what we're going for here. That was what the internet was supposed to be, right? But we've created this new layer on top of, you know, we have the infrastructure of the pipelines and the fiber optic cables. And then we have the platforms, i.e. Zillow, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, Twitter. And then now we have another layer that's being laid on top that I don't think people are realizing. It's getting the bottleneck is becoming more and more. And that's celebrity. That's, that's influencer accounts. That's, you know, obviously you have RSS feeds and you have podcasts, but like for instance, Joe Rogan, he's also a layer on top of the internet. Now, Gary V layer on top of the internet where 
not only do you have the social platforms, not only do you have Zillow, but you have the personalities or smaller brands on top of it, which are squeezing and squeezing and squeezing access to the market. It's not good. It's no good. And that's the thing is at the end of the day, to follow up with this whole episode talking about Zillow and everything, is that the product needs to be available to the public because it's for the good of the public. You have to be able to buy that house. You should have access to that information. You should be able to, even if you don't like it or it's a bad house or whatever, you should have, the, we can't have capitalism or a free market if we don't have a free market. You got to be able to read how, how it went down on Mulberry Street and you have to be able to see Dr. Seuss. You have to read Dr. Seuss for the kids to know what's good or bad or what's insensitive. We can't, uh, we can't lock it down. So where are we going from this? I'm kind of excited about the Zillow lawsuit. I think they're going to get crushed. But that's fine. They'll, they'll find a new way. You have to have be, there has to be the first domino to tumble. And it seems that, you know, the past hearings in Congress didn't go so well. But, uh, you know, time, time will tell. Time will tell. Okay, thank you for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon. It's the Ask Amadeus podcast. Follow me on all podcast locations, all social media as Marcus Amadeus, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. And if you want to buy a house from me, you know where to find me. MarcusShot.com. I'll talk to you later. Bye.